This is the final word daily. England, Ireland, the first test, the only test at the Lord's Cricket Ground. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins here with you, plus the hovercraft churning away in the background. The Daily Show is brought to you by Westfield London and Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Very good. Adam, tell us about the entire day's play in the space of 30 seconds. Ireland sent in on a pitch. It looked a bit green, but didn't do an awful lot. Didn't stop Stuart Broad. Three wickets in a hurry. They were 19 for three. They were 19 for four momentarily. And a leap before decision, Paul Sterling over 10. They recovered briefly with McCullum and Sterling putting on 45. Lost him before lunch. Couple of wickets after lunch as well. They were in strife by T. Ultimately, all out 172. Broad five for 51. England by the close of 152 for one. There, Baz balling it at six and over. Half a cent, half century to Crawley, who's already out caught and bowled, and Duckett still there on 60 on. Very, very good. It was uh, well. It, it, it felt sort of familiar and comforting in some sort of ways. It was broad. It was broad. It was broad off the top. And and I think I think if Ireland had got to lunch three down for 60 odd, they might have gone. Okay, fair enough. That's that's a, a reasonable enough return to, to come through that first session, but it's that fourth wicket at the, the stroke of lunch, Sterling playing the sweep shot, the glove, lobbing up to Johnny Bairstow, back behind the stumps where he wants to be. Yep. Um, that that made it feel like, ugh. I know I know we were worried about what we were worried about with Ireland before this match was their batting. Yep. Um, and and how it would stand up, and in the end, four down for sixty, just it felt like they were going to make 180 and in the end that's about what they made. Yeah, so well at once it's a, a forgivable way of getting out because that's the shot that Sterling plays. We always hear from the Aussie team, you want to fail the way you succeed. So in theory, he's done that. On the other hand, it's unforgivable 15 minutes before lunch to get out that way when Leach is almost certainly bowling his final over of that stretch. And I draw that conclusion because the previous two overs, they, they, they didn't get a hold of Leach, but they were patting yeah. him back to him. There was no meaningful turn. There was nothing really going on with the surface all through the air in the first session. Crickviz had a good stat that there was 0.6 of a degree of swing before lunch, which is the least in a test match at Lords in the first session in their database. So that's a pretty big Since sample 2006. size. Well, it's a pretty, Since 2006. But when you consider, you know, we think of Lords yeah. Day 1 being, and there wasn't much off the surface either that got that separate metric. So sure. it did swing a lot more after lunch with Stuart Broad, especially when he picked up his fourth wicket. But broadly yep. speaking, they got to a stage at three down after the collapse. As I said in the summary, they put on 45. Yeah. McCollum was doing everything right. Sterling was scoring it better than a runner ball. Yeah, if they're 80 for three at lunch, it's almost, I wouldn't say... You know, it's You'd, not island session, but it's probably on as even in the circumstances. It, it's Ireland would accept that as a Absolutely. not unreasonable position, especially from being 19 for four on the scoreboard for a, for a couple of minutes before that broad yeah. leg before on Sterling would have been two in two balls, and Hawkeye yeah. had it missing the leg stump by one centimetre. One one centimetre. One centimetre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and it felt very broad. You know, the angle in that gets the LBW. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, that was about as plumb as you can get yes. in front of middle stump there. Um, you've got the you know the edge to slip for. Melbourne um, and then you've got the the leg slip dismissal as well you know to walk walking at him Tector flicking down the leg side um, you, you generally don't advance at Stuart Broad I suppose but Tector will be gutted 
mm. uh, because they didn't have a leg gully in. It's kind of like a fourth leg slip. wasn't quite leg gully, wasn't quite leg slip, but it mm. worked. Um, Broad had the hands to his mouth, reminiscent of the, the catch from Stokes from Adam Voges at Nottingham all those years yep. ago. Not quite the full two-hand job, but you know what I'm trying, I'm trying yes, to say. <laughs> didn't have fee the, on hand. Didn't have the second bit involved. The fee on hand. Um, but but what he, it was emblematic of, uh, it sort of typified Ireland's morning, really, that mm. he got himself out, Tector, and he's the coming man. Yeah. And Balburnie's out of touch. I, no I, way, there's no way of getting around. It was a shot that you play when you're feeling for it. The feet aren't yeah. quite moving. There's no real rhythm in the game. He's just not having a great time of it at the moment. And, you know, another test duck for him. He'll be mortified as well. Well, I meant to follow on from the pair that he made on debut. But, I mean, he's got a test 82 and he a does. test 95. Yep. So he's come close a couple of times to yep. notching that 100 as well. I, I, I feel for him in that way. And how are you supposed to get in touch when you don't get to play in the format? Uh, it, it's, I mean, Ireland have got to play in the last couple of months a couple of times, and which is very unusual for them. But broadly speaking, like, how is a player like him supposed to reach the level that he would naturally be at if he played, you know, ten tests a yeah, year? Of course, it typifies, or it's an emblem rather, of the Irish red ball problem. Mm. You know, they used to have the ability to play county cricket, and many of the Irish players that played here in 2019 had that experience as county pros after becoming full members just a bit of history yep. here they were given a two-year um, window where they could keep playing in county cricket before that that door was shut unless they were overseas players and now the reality is they don't have access to playing red Bull cricket in quite the same way it's a structural challenge for ireland moving forward but mm. um yeah i mean balberni was on the books here at middlesex for a number of years well that couldn't happen these days unless he was an overseas pro therefore what preps are you getting? Well, three days against Essex in a game yep. where 15 Irish players played across two sides. I mean, it, it, it yep. never was going to quite add up here. Right. Um, the other McCollum, the one opening the it's batting good. for Ireland, um, hung around for a while, did his bit, faced 108 balls, made 36, and, and just got Stuart Broaded in conventionally <laughs> Stuart Broadway. Hard length, little bit of movement away. You push forward at it, you pop up a slip to Joe Root. Uh, many have gone that way before him. <laughs> He's up to 582 wickets, and they, they don't come much more conventional than caught at Root in the bread basket it did have a bit of a bobble but it kind of it drifted to him because mm -hmm. McCollum did take um, weight out of his bottom hand so um, in some respects he's unlucky that it carried on a on another day that doesn't quite reach first slip but yep. yeah I think McCollum did a, a great job especially before lunch he's got one fantastic shot the square drive and mm -hmm. he likes to play it a lot and uh, when you give him width outside the off stump that's where he's at his most productive and he needed to stick around not having PJ Moore with him going yep. early across his stumps league before. Moore's the more experienced of those two having played test cricket for Zimbabwe. So he's on that list of guys that have played tests for two nations. McCollum's played all but one test match for Ireland, so it's not yep. his first time out. But yeah, it felt with him like if they, they could kind of build around him and, and they were yeah. for a time with Sterling and, and indeed they were for a time after lunch as well. But the partnerships needed to be sort of 70 or 80, not, not 30 or 40. And then Leach building through the middle. It's one of the things I enjoy about the, this era of England cricket. They're all like, yeah, yeah, rock and roll cricket, smash it around. But also let's play Jack Leach in every test match. The least rock and roll cricketer you can imagine. <laughs> He's like the guy playing the cowbell in the Blue Eyes to Cult um, <laughs> recording studio session. He's got one job to do, but he does it pretty well, which is basically bowl straight so he gets the one off the glove that we spoke about yeah. um, before the lunch break but then he gets he just bowls straight essentially and he gets Lorcan Tucker with one that's almost clearing the bales but not quite it's given out on the field so he stays out on review and then he has Curtis Camp for 
dancing down at him and missing the ball and losing his poles. Um, and, and, you know, they both did a bit, again, emblematic of the way that Ireland goes, I suppose, is that both of those two made a score, 18 and 33, respectively, yep. if I remember rightly, and didn't go on with it. Yeah, McCollum, 36, he was out first after lunch. And with Leach, like... Camphor, I mean. Oh, sorry, Camphor, right, right, you yeah. are. Yeah, but, yeah. Jack Leach bowled, uh, I think, 40 minutes had elapsed in the day's play. Two summers ago, when Joe Root was captain, Jack Leach didn't play a single test match. And now, the way that Stokes uses Leach, I mean, in its own way, it's kind of baseball, mm. right? It was a match-up thing. He wanted him to, to tempt Sterling. Sterling's first ball facing Leach, he swept at him, because that's what Sterling does. Yeah. And he just cleared backwards square. On another day, that gets dragged down and Leach's first ball's a wicket. But like, And last time it, he played it, Ireland here, he bowled three overs in the match. Quite right. He opened the batting and made 90-odd, and that was um, yep. the, the broader contribution. He, was player Mate, of the match, he made 92, he? was player of the match, having bowled match, three yeah. overs without taking a wicket. But, you know, the, 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 the idea that um, Leach would be used as an aggressive option inside the first 45 <clears throat> minutes of play comes down to um, them believing that Leach can do a job for them, even if his numbers, I mean, you know, they're not exceptional numbers since McCullum and Stokes took over or anything. He's averaging, I think, 39 or, or around that mark. It's, it's more that um, Leach fits into their strategy. And look, Stokes didn't bowl today either, so they needed Leach to bowl a number of overs. Yeah. They had a man on debut in Josh Tung, who we'll talk about in a sec, I'm sure, and bowl quickly. But yeah, it, it was a, a different strategy to what we would have seen for many years. And, and you're hearing that from Stuart Broad after play as well, Broad, who picks up the bag of five, but he's like, no, you need to understand that the way McCullum and Stokes want us bowling, they do not care whether we get driven. And we heard Anderson say this a lot last year. He, he drew a comparison to Andrew Strauss's captaincy, mm -hmm. where economy rate was everything. They, they, they sort of um, did the numbers and worked out if you kept it tight, wickets would come. That's the you know the the philosophy of a lot of Test match sides. If you keep Basically, it at two yeah. and over, the pressure will build. You'll get a wicket. John Buchanan here, style, three maidens in a row, you get a wicket. There you go. Here they're like, no, no, no. We do not care how many runs you go for, as long as you're giving yourself a chance to bowl wicket-taking deliveries consistently enough mm -hmm. and you know of course Broad did that today yeah so he picks up five he gets marker there with a beauty the one that just yeah. comes in a bit and tickles the outside of the off stump a very pleasing way for a fast bowler to bring up the five uh, Matthew Potts picks up a couple of tail end oh, wickets well. Josh Tung doesn't get a wicket on debut Tung dry ran dry today the liquor the liquor I don't like the tangy I, I played with a with a bloke called Sean's hung tangy um, when we were kids he was a great player um, mm -hmm. so I've thought about him quite a bit today but yeah yep. Josh Tung who gotta, received his surely you give him a better nickname than tangy yeah well like we were slurpy, 12 weren't we you know, you know? but yeah, we've gone with liquor on the liquor. Guardian today for, for, for Josh Tung yep. um, but yeah he bowled uh, up above 90 mile an hour a few times his quickest deliveries were I think were 91 mile an hour so that's, mm -hmm. that's near enough to 146 147 in new money and I wonder whether they will as the summer progresses whether on the back of that one performance and look his numbers today 13 overs four maidens done for 40 bowled very tidily at the start it doesn't feel like it's a, a shape-shifting effort but but it's the fact that Archer and Stone won't probably play any Ashes in Stone certainly mm. won't in Archer's case Wood will only play what three at most at best yeah at best He's probably the next best option to be the quick guy. And he did implement the short pitch strategy yep. at times today. He hit McCullum on the helmet once. He, he looked pretty lively. And, you know, cliched as it is, he bowled the heavy ball with Ooh, balls hitting the splice of the ball. bat. Oh. It's kind of what you want yeah. out of the guy bowling first change behind Robinson, Anderson, Broad. I I'll think. Ha have a drink of heavy water. <laughs> um, you know, Crawley and Duckett, this is the ultimate hiding to nothing sort of match for those two players, I reckon, because if they make runs against Ireland, people will say it doesn't count. Um, and if they don't make runs against Ireland, then they're absolutely trash because they didn't make runs against Ireland. Crawley 
this was observed on Twitter by John H, very good Twitter user. Um, okay. You can, you can. He's an, he's in the anti Crawley camp for what okay. it's worth. You can draw whatever conclusion you want out of Crawley's performance today. He ends mm-hmm. with 56 from 45 balls. Yep. Hits some stunning drives, like, you know, 10 out of 10 classical cover drive. The stuff you see from Crawley yep. routinely. Also had the inside edge absolutely peppered. A three, number, was it three or four boundaries the, off the, the inside edge? Past been, any of them could have ricocheted back onto leg stump yep. or ended up with the wicket keeper or whatever yep. it is. Then gets out in a fashion that can be interpreted as or a bit unlucky, great catch, or um, you spoon one back to the bowler. Yeah. You can pick any yeah. story you want yeah. in writing your analysis piece tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a Rorschach sort of innings. Um, I felt pretty sorry for Mark Adair. We talked yeah. about him leading the attack. We talked about him you know, being being the one to take it up to them. He went at about eight and a half and over. Um, and a lot of those boundaries were edge. He got one off the outside edge and three off the inside edge, I reckon, from Crawley that all went to the boundary. He, he was so stiff. He was, he he had was none, unlucky. Had, and he did bowl some bad deliveries too. I don't, yeah. I don't like it sound like he's had a great day or anything, but Adair at one point had none for 50 from five. He's dragged it back with a maiden just before the close yeah. of play. So it looks less bad than it otherwise was at none for 59 from seven. But, you know, England have ticked over at 6.1 and over mm-hmm. um, in their first, what have they been out there for? 25 overs for 152 runs. That, that was unheard of a year ago, even against a side that's ranked lower down the charts like Ireland. We'd be making a big deal of that. Today, it's, it's barely noteworthy that they're going at a runner ball. This is, just, this is just what they do now. I was, in a way, surprised they didn't reach parity by stumps. That's day one. Let's collect our thoughts for the final word, Hall of Fame. The final word Hall of Fame is when we pick the most final word moment of the day. Uh, it's brought to you by Westfield London. And, and Westfield, Stratford City. Stratford uh, City. Stratford I like to City. think that's like the modern Shakespeare. He's not from Stratford-upon-Avon. He's from Stratford <laughs> City, mate. Bring uh, it on, mate. We got, we got so many, the, the idea is if you can't get to the cricket, yeah. go to Westfield London or Westfield Stratford City. If you're at the London version, okay. you can go to the Westwood Sports Bar or you can test your skills okay. at one of three places. All Star Lanes, I assume that's a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Putt, uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Putt Shack, Putt, putt shack. shack. That's where you presumably putt golf balls. Yep. Or yep. Sixes, where you can smash them. That's all at Westfield London. Westfield Stratford City, bat and ball for darts, pool, ping pong, beer pong, live DJs, karaoke, what more could you want? Or you can hit your dingers at the Home Run House. That's westfield.com forward slash United dash kingdom. That's all in our show notes. Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. Okay. More extra. Less ordinary? More extra, less ordinary. Go write some sonnets at Stratford City. Now, um, I almost went there accidentally today because I was on the overground and then suddenly it just went express and skipped like eight stations and (laughs) took me out pretty much to Shepherd's Bush. And I was like, oh, there's the Westfield. And then I came back again. Well, you go from Stratford to Westfield, you'll you'll, you'll meet the two. Exactly, from Westfield to to Westfield across the the boroughs of London. We'll do that journey on social media at some point. Yeah, well, it'll be like trying to get to all of the county venues in one day. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get to both Westfields in one hour? Can we play golf at one and die? at the other. Now, Hall of Fame, I, I would like to nominate uh, the field that was set by Ben Stokes just before lunch for Josh Tung. You talked about him using the short ball. He's coming in and just he's got six out on the leg side with a deep third, a uh, cover and a mid-off, was it? And No, he's got, he, had, he had a wide slip, an extra cover and a deep third with six on the leg side in about the 20th over of the Test match on the first morning at Lord's when they're already four down. Um, I mean, it was fun. It was stupid. It was pointless, but it was entertaining. It's very baseball energy. We're, we're being joined by the, 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 the man on the loudspeaker, Frank Clayton from oh. Westfield 
Stratford I, City. I, I thought he report. said Frank Plankton, which sounded like a SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> character. Like, here he comes. I'm Frank Plankton. I'm cantankerous. The cantankerous Frank Plankton. Can we talk about Ben Duckett for a Please. sec? We've kind of skipped over him. He, clo he ends tonight on, let me check. We might as well give you something. the exact number, shall we? 61 from 61. 71 balls. Better really That's well. Almost He's played 27 games for England. None of them have been in England hmm. until today, which is nice for him. But my Hall of Fame isn't even about that. It's about the national anthem. So in the usual way, at the front of the pavilion, he was sure. stood next to Stuart Broad and to Zach Crawley, the two tallest men on the field. Mm -hmm. And Ben Duckett was right between them. And Sky did the pan shot across the front. And I'll tweet it out. Yeah. Um, Duckett uh, only has, like, from his from his chin upwards when these two blokes are entirely in shot. It is an absolutely ridiculous photo. Uh, and, um, and even when he reached 50, or it might have been when Crawley reached yep. 50, they went to shake hands and he's just being towered over by his opening partner. And, and he looks very chinny in that shot. He looks yeah. like he looks like Paul Sterling. He looks like <laughs> yeah, Bilbo Baggins has opened his door and there's one of the dwarves. Like, <laughs> he's got this beard popping up. He's got this chin popping up. And I was like, oh, which 45-year-old member of the support staff is that? <laughs> oh, and why are they with the team when yeah, they're singing the anthems. What's going on Why is on the physio here? out there? Yeah, is this some new kind of McCullum thing where they get it, like everyone has to shake everyone's hand at the end, everyone gets out there for the song? No, it was a playing member of the England 11 who's about like, what, 28? Something like that. About right. Other bits and bobs that caught my eye today, well, caught my ears more to the point with Johnny Bairstay back behind the stumps, just loving life. His chat is dreadful, uh, but he just goes and goes and goes. I forgot what that soundtrack is like. Um, put it this way, Sky Cricket uh, aren't at risk of being, or any of their commentators aren't at risk of being uh, overtaken by Bearstow behind the stumps anytime soon. But I'm glad he enjoyed himself. Yep. Uh, and, and one little prediction ahead of tomorrow. Um, here's how I see it. FA Cup final starts at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. To get a round of golf in before that, they need to get a 10 o'clock tea time. I'm seeing declaration middle of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They're 20 runs short of parity right now. If they bat for 45 overs tomorrow, um, they could find themselves in the lead by 130, 140, 150, who knows, maybe 180. And they will back themselves to finish this in two days. 290 over days, sorry, last gripe on the day. Why is this not a 98 over day? Four years ago, these were six and a half hour playing days. All four day test matches to this point have been played with the extra half an hour allowed each day. However unlikely it would be need, needed, needing use this week, why have they simply cut it back to four straight days? Mm -hmm. That's not how, you know, when we were being sold four-day test cricket, Jeff, it was all about, yeah, it's not really four, you get it's two hours and back. Half and blah, blah, blah. And they, we'll, they've yeah, had us. They've no. they snuck this in under yeah. the dark of night. I'm going to throw in my last one. Now, obviously, the fee on hand catch is yes. Hall of Fame worthy. It's smacked back at him. He sort of volleys it off one palm into his chest. It pops up. He sticks a hand out, grabs it while he's falling over. You'll see it on the highlights reels. Great, good catch. The bit that I really want to celebrate, though, is the way that he gets up roars into the air and then turns upwards and just throws the ball straight up. It's like he wanted to throw that ball into the sun. He was like, I am so pumped up, I'm going to hurl this into the heart of the sun, setting up a chain reaction that's going to set off a supernova effect that's going to engulf the entire earth and everybody on it. That's how strongly I feel about this wicket. It's like when you see... Um in some parts of the world firing machine guns in, up into the air to celebrate mm -hmm. it's kind of like that where do the bullets go yeah where do the bullets well, go when you fly them straight in the air kill people I really genuinely do there's like it's a it's a, a, a common-ish cause of fatality in uh, those countries that do that kind of thing I, I was stop anyone I was sitting with Still the Irish, Irish families and fans when that court and bold was was taken in and look they put on 100 and plenty by that point but uh, the celebration was great out there too so fair play to the Irish fans who hadn't enjoyed much of a day the support staffs and you know 
partners and kids and so on, but they had that moment. And Fionn Hand, I picked that too. I, I did ask Andy Balberni yesterday, will Fionn play? Uh, and, you know, I spoke to an Irish journalist said, no chance, no way he plays well. He did play. He, he got his cap play. today. He did play and he threw a ball into the sun. Right, that's enough from us. This has been the Final Word Daily with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. If you like our work, patron.com slash the final word is where you can support what we're doing across this massive English international summer. Men's Ashes, Women's Ashes, World Test Championship final. It's all happening eight test matches in eight weeks and the rest. Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. There we go. That's it from us. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Reason and I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced. And if my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.